Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, was developed by Kid and published by Taxan in North America in January of 1991. In PAL territories and Japan, I don't think this game was ever released. Wow, really? I couldn't find any dates about it, and I didn't see anything, any, any alternate covers or anything. But it, huh. it would make some sense. Yeah, I mean, it's a very American... You know, I mean, they had, at least in the UK or in Australia, right? They would have had... I don't think they probably would have with like all their worries about uh, ultra violence. I mean, we had, they had well, Probotector. I guess, yeah. I mean, it was just a show about people shooting each other with laser guns. It's true. So I guess this would be a great point to ask any of our fans out there in uh, the United Kingdom or Australia, did you guys have G.I. Joe? Yeah, let us know. And those uh, very few but awesome fans out in Japan, you also let us know. <laughs> did G.I. Joe pop up on your guys' radar? Yeah. Now, as I said, this was developed by KID, or Kindle Imagine Develop. Mm-hmm. And it was a Japanese company. Uh, it specialized in bishoujo games. I see. And uh, if you're not familiar with the term... I'm not. I was not either, but <laughs> I think you are familiar with the more common term, and that is gal game. Oh, ah, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Oh. And those are like girlfriend dating sims, often much like a uh, visual novel, or yeah, choose-your-own-adventure. yeah. Own but in the early 90s, they then became a contract developer for other publishers and software houses. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, you know, they worked as a gun for hire, most notably on the game Low G-Man. Yeah, it's, uh, you can see the similarities here. Um, and they, they had a few other games, too, on the NES, like Kickmaster. Like, there are certain, they have very similar, like, item, the way the items are dropping that game are just yeah. like this. Like, you know, you can see it across a few other games, too. Oh, okay. Now, Taxan, the publisher, was a division of Kaga Electronics out of Japan. Okay. And they also put out Mappy Land, uh, Fist of the North Star. Oh. But the most important piece of the G.I. Joe puzzle to me is that this game was produced by Ken Lobb. Ken Lobb makes his move. <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, he also worked for Namco, Nintendo of America, and Microsoft. Uh, I, the you best is... know him yeah. as the co-creator of Killer Instinct. Oh, okay. Or you might remember the way he was immortalized forever as one of the uh, leads on GoldenEye with the gun named after him, the Clob. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. K-L-O-B-B. That's his name, his initial no, name. So. No kidding. Okay. Forever immortalized in uh, millions of children's brains with that one entry right there. That's great. And of course, as many people know, G.I. Joe is a very long-lasting toy line. Uh, I think it started in the 60s with yeah, a 12-inch yeah. action figure. Yeah, there's a, it's, it's had a long and storied history. But for people of our age, it was the relaunch of the series in the 80s as G.I. Joe, the real American hero, three-and-a-half-inch yeah. figure line oh, with yeah. tons of vehicles and playsets and, of course, a afternoon cartoon show. They had it all, man. They did, and, you know, it was pretty much everywhere as a child of the 80s. I mean, my oh, best yeah. friend, him and his brother, had every set you could imagine, bed sheets, curtains, you name it. 
Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was always torn between, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joe were like the big two, mm -hmm. you know, cartoon and toy combos for me. That makes, that's why I'm such a weirdo. I was like, Thundercats. <laughs> well, I mean, I like Thundercats, but I've, I always, their toys were too big, I thought. They were weird. They were, scale, but, but, you know, hey. No, well, I mean, I just didn't see a lot of them, but, you know, they were all, all really cool, and like you, I was fortunate enough, like, I didn't have a lot of G.I. Joe. I had a few figures. Same here. But I had friends who had tons of the vehicles, so I got to play with them there. Nick, what kind of game is G.I. Joe a real American hero? It is a two-dimensional side-scrolling action platformer with some, I mean, light power-up elements, I guess. I wouldn't even I'd hesitate to call them RPG elements, but it's very... Well, I'd say they, there are very few in there. And you are one of six Joes at any point in time? Yeah. Um. I mean, spoilers, one of them saved till the very end, but, mm -hmm. you know, you have a team, so... But as any of those Joes, you can jump. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is a nice variable jump. Yeah, and uh, all of them have slightly different heights as well. Yeah, so there is a little bit of difference to everyone's jump. Maybe even distance? I or is that so. factored into height? Uh, maybe uh, across it, but, I mean, it's a little floaty, but, I mean, it's not in a bad way necessarily. As you'll see, I played uh, about 80 to 90% of the game as one character, so it's kind of hard <laughs> for me to judge. Okay. <laughs> and this jump is really variable. You can turn around in it. You can swing mm -hmm. around the edges of ledges, things like that. So yeah. it's, it's very nice. Yeah. In addition to the jump, you do have a kind of a wall climb or, you know, hang on. There are certain walls that have a different texture. Yeah. And then you can cling to those. And depending on the jump of your character, you can then jump up to higher areas if it has that same texture. Yeah, kind of like in the first uh, Ninja Gaiden where you're just, you're on the wall. You're not climbing it, but you got it. You're grabbing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can also punch or shoot. You have two different uh, means of attack. Well, technically three, but... Yeah, and you can toggle between your gun and your fist with, what, a, the start button? It's one of the two, yes. But, yeah, so your punching is a, uh, you know, obviously it's your close-range attack. Um, you and just... early in the game, it's actually usually stronger than your gun. Yeah. For most um, guys. Yeah, because it doesn't power up like your gun will. But mm -hmm. uh, And while you're using it, you can also, what is it, you press up to throw grenades? Up well? and attack. Yeah, and you'll chuck grenades in a very... Uh, vertical. Vertical arc. like uh, Way it, more vertical than horizontal. Yeah, I, I didn't use it that much. I uh, mainly used it if I was attacking something overhead. Yeah. And yeah. that was like in the first two levels or so when my gun was not very strong. Gotcha. But you also have, of course, that gun. And the gun uh, is different for every character. And we'll get into those differences a little bit. Yeah. But um, also very importantly is that you can level up each person's specific gun. Yeah, and they have uh, there's four levels apiece, essentially, and it, every fourth gun will level you up. What were the ranks? You start at 1A, and then you'll get, you know, 1B, 1C, 1D, and then that'll take you up. The next one will take you up to 2A, mm -hmm. and then it'll go up. I found that a little confusing as well. Yeah, it takes a little bit. Especially early on. I, I'm going to, um, spoiler alert, let you guys know that I did look at the manual for this game because oh. I wasn't really sure what was going on with the progression of the characters. So oh, right. There's not a lot of information online anywhere else, so I had to turn yeah. to the lowly manual. Yeah, but yeah, so they'll max out at what would be 4A. And then we should also mention that if you die, or if a character, one of your characters dies, and that character's gun level will go down by a full... You know, like you'll go from, say, 3A to 2A. or Oh, wow. So that's, you know, pretty rough. 
It is very rough. Uh, also, with the gun, you do have a you don't have an eight directional fire, but you do have fours, so you can shoot up, down, left, and right. Which yeah, is, but yeah. shooting down, you do have to do a jump and then yeah. down shoot. So. Yeah, which is a little weird. But yeah, I didn't realize you could do that after, through like the first level, and I definitely missed some power ups that I wish I would have. Uh, yeah, there's a couple spots. Yeah, where. <laughs> Now, let's talk about the characters real quick, because I think that's a big draw for most people in the game. Yeah, oh yeah. And you're going to see a real interesting list of uh, G.I. Joes in this. Yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, this is, what was this, 90, 91? 91. Okay. Yeah, by 91, G.I. Joe is really trans, you know, is starting to move away from, like, military to more futuristic sci-fi stuff. And it yeah. starts to come through here in this game as well. Yeah, at this point in time, I had definitely uh, kind of moved away from the G.I. Joe property. Okay, yeah. And so I was not even familiar with some of these designs of the characters uh, when I played through it this time. Towards the end of, of my familiarity, like, they're ones I'm like, I remember them being out, but I don't, I never played with them, you know, some of right. these vehicles and stuff. Well, first off, you have, uh, you know, the vanilla main character of the G.I. Joe cast, <laughs> Duke himself. Yeah, Duke, he's kind of your well-rounded guy. Um he has a ring laser as his weapon. Yeah, and it shoots uh, in like a weird spread. You have a series of rings that shoot directly out from you. Yeah. And then the rest of the spread goes up yeah. from there. Yeah, so it's it's a little different, but um, still very effective. Uh, and every one of these characters has four stats. Yeah, and they're all measured by their jump, uh, their punch strength, their weapon strength, and their stamina, right? Yeah, and stamina is their health. Yeah, which they all they all start with slightly uh, different lengths of life bar as well. Mm -hmm. And Duke, he is uh, 13 on stamina, uh, 23 on jump, 15 on punch, and 17 on weapon, which means nothing to you at home. <laughs> but he is the second best stamina, the third best jump, the fourth best punch, and the fourth best weapon. And those stats are a little skewed because if you look at a later, you know, General Hawk, who's your final character you get at the end, he's like the best in everything, except for, I think Rock and Roll's gun is better than him. Well, and I think some characters, they have larger advancements than others when you level them up. Because by the end, I think Duke's weapon is stronger than a lot of other people's that it wouldn't have been. I don't remember it being fourth. Well, I oh, guess right. maybe it is, if you count if you count uh, Hawk. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's the thing that looks weird. You know what I mean? Because it's like, Duke was a go-to for me. Well, he's uh, one of the best. I mean, he has, his jump is almost as good as Snake Eyes. And uh, he has got a lot of health, which is very important. He has the most at the beginning. Yeah, so, oh, it's so big, on my yeah. team a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's well, a, every time in the beginning until I learned, learned something else about one of our other characters we'll get to. Solid pick. And let's say uh, for those Super G.I. Joe fans here, Duke was the leader of the Joes. Yeah, from the, from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, in the cartoon and all that, in fact. In fact, many kids thought he was G.I. Joe himself. <laughs> he's not. And next up, we have Blizzard. It's very surprising what his specialty is. Yeah, well, he's an Arctic uh, egg guy. Um, Commando? Yeah. Each mission, you, you'll go through several missions, and you always have one guy who's chosen for you. Yeah. So when you go to the snow level, of course, you have to use Blizzard, um, because you might not really use him otherwise. And his stamina is 12, which makes him the third highest health uh it's not bad jump is fifth though so that's not very good yeah uh punch is sixth and weapon is fifth so not that great all around the really the only thing that i can say in his defense is that he has the only gun of the of the joes that will shoot through walls yeah and actually is really cool in some levels so i mean you can work it up and like i said his stamina is okay so eh, you know he's not a bad team member but he's i mean definitely the one i use the least well next up is the one that uh like I said, I played 80% of the game with. Okay. And that is most people, if you're cool, 
<laughs> your favorite G.I. Joe. Yeah. One of the few figures I and every other boy my age owned, and that would be Snake Eyes. Yeah, Snake Eyes was always the, the most popular G.I. Joe. Yeah, he is the ultimate 1980s ninja. Yes, and uh, here he's represented relatively well. He has the highest jump, I mean. Oh, yeah, and it's it's crazy. He's jumping literally like 10 times his own height. Most of the levels don't even have full room to express your jump, really. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, exactly. Um, but a... And for his uh, hand-to-hand attack, he uses a katana, which is pretty cool. Except, although, oddly enough, it is not the strongest of the hand-to-hand it attacks. always bugged me so much. Uh, but like, it is second, right? Like <laughs> uh, Third. Oh. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense. Well, but... And then instead of a... Uh, a gun, he uses his jitsu of power. Ninja magic, yeah. as some people would consider it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's awful at first. Yeah, you just shoot out these little balls, but it's notable because it has infinite ammo. Yes, because uh, you know we haven't gotten to the items section yet, and I wanted to talk about it there, but mm. all of the guns use ammo. Yes. And this magic does not, which is why I am him. Yeah. Most of the time, combined with the amazing maneuverability of him. Yeah, it's uh, he's a very solid combo. I used him a lot as well. Now, he doesn't have the most stamina. He's fifth in that regard. That's true. So, you know, you do have to be careful with him. But like I said, he does have that jump that's insane. And uh, his punch is really strong. Yeah. It's the, it's the third best, so it, it definitely takes out most people. But most of the time, once you have him maxed out or even close to maxed out, his ninja magic is just insane. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty cool attack. And much like, uh, I guess we didn't really say, but like Blizzard and Snake Eyes are kind of different in that as their guns power up, they don't spread more. They just get a little wider. You it's know more I like mean? a V-shaped yeah, attack. Yeah, they, they stay in the same area, whereas just about everyone else just gets a larger and larger spread. You mean people like Captain Gridiron? <laughs> Captain Gridiron. He's One a... of the stranger choices for this yeah, game. Yeah, I don't really remember him other than this game. He's a football-themed. Uh... I, I remember the figure. I mean, I, it always cracked me up that like he had like shoulder pads on and stuff. Yeah, and a football helmet and a football grenade launcher. But yeah, he's uh, kind of like Duke. He's pretty well-rounded. He does have the best punch of your starting guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and. As a young guy, this was my favorite character because of that. Even though I'm not a football fan, and uh-huh. I think this guy is one of the stupidest G.I. Joes ever. But uh, He was the quarterback at the West Point yeah, football yeah. team, okay? So he's got it. You know, he's, he knows his stuff. But he does have, like, uh, a pretty... His gun is stronger than Duke's, you know? And it's very similar, but... Uh, What's the third strongest gun? Yeah. Second strongest punch. Which, uh, you know... So he's pretty solid. Um, I feel like Duke's a little more useful because mainly he's jumping stamina, but Agreed. this guy has got the other half of it from the middle, kind of. And next up is another not as well known, but much more sense making G.I. Joe, and that is Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll, man. Now, to be fair, and I'm pretty surprised due to the naming conventions of most Joes, that this is not some sort of rocker G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah. No, in fact, he has a Gatling gun. Yeah, he has the strongest gun. Yes. Um, He's uh, has the worst life and jump, but his gun, when you get it fully powered up, it's one of the few that's actually a, a real spread. Yeah. It'll, it'll spread down as well, so that, that can be very useful. Uh, you know, I bet. The problem is, his stamina is the worst. It's true. Tiny, tiny health bar, and he also has the worst jump. So, I mean, just moving around with this guy is not fun at all. Yeah. Um, I use him a pretty fair amount, though, just because of his gun, man. But I know you do get, when it's charged up, it's like... It shoots a lot more bullets. It shoots eight bullets per 
button press like you get like kind of you know how everyone's kind of spreads up a little bit mm -hmm. it's like he gets one that goes up and one that goes down at the same time so it covers a huge uh, swath of area and then for most of the game those will be the joes you're dealing with yeah but all throughout the game you are getting instructions from general hawk yeah kind of the supreme commander of the yeah, gi yeah. joes except i guess at this point in the 90s jack kirby started drawing him because he has like the <laughs> hawkeye galactus kind of uh, head face mask where it covers everything but your face. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a weird... Uh... It's weird, but I love it. That's one of my favorite outfit things in all of <laughs> comicdom. It makes zero sense. And it, there's almost no way to make it real, but it looks hilarious. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but he's... And he's like... He's your awesome character. You know? Yeah, so you get him only for the last level of the game. Yeah, and he kind of outclasses everyone because, you know, his jump is like 99 because he has a jetpack. Yeah, yeah, a giant, giant jetpack. So that, that is also a little hard to control, to be honest with you. It is. Um, it takes a little practice. and Well, because there, it's like on or off. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, I don't know if you've seen the movie The Rocketeer, uh, folks at home, <laughs> but old Cliff Secord, Seaborn. I knew his name was Cliff. It's Secord, I think. It's Secord. Yeah. You know, that was the problem is that the throttle was hard. And not only did he have a problem steering it, but, you know, it's either on or off. And yeah. that's the way this jetpack is. It's like I can't maintain a level with it, but I can shoot up as fast as I need. Sure, yeah. And uh, it, luckily, it it, uh, it never runs out of fuel or anything. Yeah, that is awesome. And then on top of that, he has the best punch in the in the game. Yep. Not so. that you'll probably ever use it. Nah, I, I rarely did any punching in this game, to be honest. <laughs> I only did in the beginning because I didn't really understand snake eyes how he oh. worked and the fact that you know early on ammo can be a bit of a a, a problem it's true but let's get back to general hawk here because he also has the best stamina yeah the highest health bar and his weapon is the second strongest in the game yeah it's just behind rock and roll so um one thing that i mean when you do get general hawk at that last level he huh? does start from level 1a with his gun yeah so basically the entire level is spent switching to him if you're me Anytime you're near a gun icon. Yep, leveling him up, yep. I figured he would be important in the final battle, therefore I did not want him to use him and <laughs> yeah. risk him getting hit that's once wise, at all. That's a good call, yeah. Well, I think you'll find it's kind of been my way playthrough of the game for most of it, <laughs> but we'll get to that a little bit. Now, first, I do want to go over the items in this game. Sure. Because they are really cool, and now that we understand what the characters can do, the items make a lot more sense. Sure. So, you have... A whole series of power-ups that you'll find hidden sometimes in mm -hmm. little areas that you must uh, walk through walls or destroy walls to get to. Yeah. But then sometimes when you kill an enemy, one of these icons will just pop out of them very violently yeah. and then bounce around much quicker than you would like. Yeah, and this is where, like, uh, that game I mentioned, Kickmaster, it does the same thing, but every enemy will drop, like, three things, and you... You only have time to like pick one, maybe. You know, it'll be like life experience or something else. You know, gold or whatever. So, it's a it's a mechanic that uh, carried over into a few of their other uh, titles. Well, the thing for me is that very often they pop out with such speed that if you're not right there to get them, they're gone. They're yeah. off in some other dimension. Yep. So, and there <laughs> there's almost no chance of switching guys either to be like, oh, that's health. Let me switch and get it. Yep. Uh, that's not gonna happen. Not not. Not that quick, no. So two of the items that you're going to see a lot of that help from level to level are the bullets. Yeah, it looks like a, a shell, like a, you know, like a, a rifle single bullet. Yeah, like yeah. a rifle bullet. Yeah, and uh, you'll get uh, like the normal colored ones come out. And how much ammo do they give you? 
Uh, ten. Ten. Okay. And then there's the flashing ones that give you more. Thirty bullets. Thirty. Okay. Yeah. And that adds to your total ammo, and that ammo is shared by all Joes on your team for that mission. Is it really? Yes. Oh, I always thought they all had separate ammo. I did too, until I wasted all of my ammo with one guy and then switched. And then oh, I didn't have any. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Cool. <laughs> well, that's good though, because then you don't have to keep switching. So. Yeah, it makes more sense. Once it just you makes think me feel it. like a fool because I did a lot of switching for ammo in certain places <laughs> where I was like, "No, I got to give rock and roll keep his ammo high." Like, and that's what makes Snake Eyes so valuable. Oh yeah, for sure. Now the bullets, those extra ammo that they bestow upon you are only for the very level you're in. It doesn't carry over for the whole game. Okay. So you you definitely need them though because you want as much ammo as you can get towards the end of the level and definitely the boss. Yeah, for sure. I have been at a boss where I ran out of ammo, and it was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and you go down to the punches? Well, I just died because it was the the one where it's like the vehicle that moves. I, we'll, I'll tell you when we get there, but okay, man, okay. It, there was no way of effectively hurting it. <laughs> oh. Now, in addition to bullets, you need more life sometimes. Because as we said, everyone has different amounts of life. You lose life every time you get hit, mm-hmm. and you regain life by getting a... Uh, Little bar of soap with a K on it. <laughs> well, they're they're called K rations, but supposedly I, I read that too. But man, it totally looks like a bar of soap. Okay, I can see that. And the non-flashing ones will just give you one point of life. Yeah, which is pretty stingy. Yeah, and uh, but I mean the flashing ones give you how much? The full all, all your life. That's what I thought. Which is you know it's like man, all all or nothing, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you will find a little more rarely these uh, chevron. Or arrows. Yeah. Kind of a badge. These are the best, really, because they will extend your permanently extend your life meter by one uh, block. Yeah, which is amazing. I think you can get up to three per character or... Yes. I, I, I wasn't able to test it. I saw it online, but I was like, I, I don't know. That, this is another one. This is really where I was like trying to switch in and out. Like I wasn't as smart about this as I should have been. Oh, yeah. I kind of wanted to like spread the love when I should have made sure... My main dudes were getting all of the love. Right, right. And then finally you'll have the gun icon. And it is a gun in like a little box. Yeah, a little pistol, and that's how you level up your uh, your weapons. Yeah, and there is no like, you know, stronger one. It's just every time you get one, it is one, one level up yeah, for that yeah. character's gun. Yes. And those are super important, though, because that is how you basically increase the strength of your of all your guys and as the game goes on the enemies do get stronger they resist more yeah, attacks yeah they'll take more damage and you'll you'll need those weapons man definitely oh and then there is one more i forgot to mention and that is the bulletproof vest oh yeah yeah and it gives you like 20 seconds of invinci- invincibility somewhere around there yeah yeah which is it's pretty j- long it's longer than invincibility in certain other now can you, you know? attack while you're wearing it I think so. Um, I mostly would just run through guys. Yeah, that's what I did. You know, uh, very, very nice opportunity to take a break and do some running. And then I guess there's one more thing I'd like to talk about here. And that is the fact that you also get to experience uh, the vehicular side of the G.I. Joe world. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can pick up uh, the, there's three different uh, Cobra vehicles you can like commandeer mm-hmm. and use against them. Now, not being the most extreme fan of the property. <laughs> Just a, you know, a kid that grew up with it. I wasn't familiar with all of these. Okay, see, my, one of a, them. Okay, I had a friend who had several of these ones. So. Yes, uh, but there is the buzz bore. That one I do know. Yeah, my I had a friend who had this. I, I mean, yes. it's pretty ridiculous, but as a kid, I thought it was awesome. It is like a little pod. 
with a giant buzzsaw blade going around it. Yeah, and uh, you can climb walls with that. Um, Somehow. It's a little tricky. At first, you know, when you're just running into walls here, uh, but it's It's always a... tricky. It has a weird jump, and the way you activate its weapon is also strange, because it has like a, a ball that spirals out of it. Yeah. But you can activate more than one at a time. You it just has to... a weird timing to it. Well, and it also stays... Its location is fixed to yours. Like, right. As you move, it'll scale out with you, so mm-hmm. it's it's... It's kind of weird, but those shots, the spiral shots, will shoot through walls. So, But they do have that going for them. Yeah, it's just that it's so tricky to like maneuver with it around corners and stuff. I don't know. It, I want it to be a lot more maneuverable than it is. It is really fast, though, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and all of these all have very short life meters. Like three or four hits. Yeah, so you want to be careful with them. And you can always press select and then just jump out of it and explode it. Yeah, so you... you don't have to go down with the ship if you don't want. I don't think you do take damage, though, if the ship dies while you're in it or vehicle. Correct. Uh, next up, you have the tiny helicopter. The the interrogator? The interrogator. I'm not really familiar with this from uh, this one I, actual toy. Yeah, I've never seen. I just thought it was like, is that like a fang? Like the Cobra fang was like the little helicopter. I'm like, is this even smaller? Is it one of those like little backpack ones right. maybe? Or? And this thing is just, it has a, a really weird mode of firing yeah it's because it's like a, a spray that starts at the bottom yeah it's you know kind of we saw that in metal gear with like you know how the machine gun mm-hmm. you know some some games will have that where it just automatically if it left. started at the top it might be more useful but i find it to be almost useless because most of the time you're using it you're trying to fly up and yeah, attack yeah. things and if your gun starts at the bottom it, it doesn't yeah, help it's really more about just using it to travel you know as opposed a to a, a true weapon you know and, and in that case i guess it does okay it is very large though so it's hard to maneuver yeah it's around it's in long. areas <laughs> so it is what it is and then finally uh you have the third one i don't remember what it's called pogo something just, i remember the word pogo is the cobra, name. i think it's just a cobra pogo or okay something but yeah i so, remember so this goofy well. that, that stuck in my my mind yeah, my my friend had this. It's a kind of a one of the most ridiculous vehicles of yeah. Of I all found GI Joe. no use for it in the game either. Oh, I loved it, man, because it's got that awesome shot. It like, does, but how do you get around? Like, where does it go? I mean, I only found it one level, so yeah, maybe it's that's my not problem. in it. It's not in a whole bunch, but it's just like that. It, it's bullets. It shoots like it shoots three different spreads of three large bullets. So there's yeah. one up, left, and right. So which is cool, and it's real strong. So that's its main feature for me. And it has a ridiculously large jump as it well. Does, but it does. But when you get cool. it, you also have a guy with a jetpack. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not. So it's what, not the who cares? <laughs> so there are no lives in this game. Uh, each Joe represents a life. When you go into a mission, uh, yeah. when you go into a mission. I don't know. I guess I don't think we mentioned it. I was going to talk about it more in the next segment. But when you go into a mission, you have your mission leader, and then you have choice of two other Joes to take with you. Yeah. So it's and up to you. All three of them act as a life. Essentially, yeah. So when the health is gone on one character, or when you fall into one of those very rare but awful pits, yeah, that character is taken out of the battle, and then you can start again with the other two from the beginning of that actual level. Yeah. Now, if all three Joes die on your team. Then you have to either end the game, you get a password, or you mm-hmm. can continue. And if you continue, you start at the very beginning of the stage. So you wouldn't be at like four, three, you'd be just at four. Okay. And then you can once again select your team. So if you made a poor decision, you could choose a different loadout. Right, right. And, you know, once again, if all your guys die, then all of their guns' levels are decreased. So watch out for that. Yeah, I wonder if that's on a continue. Is that how that works? I think so. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't have to do that that much, so you know what I mean, like, right? Like, because you can switch between your guys at any time. So yes. the minute you start getting low on life, you really should swap out. Kind of like uh, the first uh, TMNT game on well, NES. If we're gonna get into tactics like that, I think we need to move on to our next segment. <laughs> But first, let's talk about the manual of this game. And as I said, I did look at it, so I've got no clever way of introducing this, Nick. <laughs> oh, I will start by one. saying it's actually a pretty decent manual. Yeah, I really liked it. Like, it's uh, 27 pages. You full color. Full color. Uh, there's no screenshots or art, but there's a ton of box art like yeah. from the toys. And you get, it's the official art from the toys. And you even get the official file cards of a few of the Joes with all the information that was on the back of, of the figures. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool touch, I thought. I, it was great because it's been a long time since I've seen one of those, and it's hilarious the amount of information they pack into that, that little card. Yeah, I, I mean, I love them, man. Uh, now, I didn't mention, uh, which I wish I did, that almost all of that background information and the fleshing out of the storyline of the G.I. Joes, the real American hero version, was mm-hmm. done by Marvel. Yeah, it was Larry Hama, right? Larry Hama of Marvel Comics. And he added almost all the backstory. They would just kind of send him a picture and a name, and he'd flesh out a character for them. Yeah, i got to make something up. And they did have a run as a comic series for quite a while in the 80s. Mm. That's where a lot of the more interesting storylines, I think, were put into the canon of G.I. Yeah, Joe. I, I never really read the comics much, and uh, I wish I did. Maybe I should go back and check them out, because, you know... When you start watching the cartoon, it's like the first season's all right, but then towards the end, it starts getting weirder and goofier, and I don't know. But this manual, yeah, it doesn't get too goofy at all. No, um, and I mean, it pretty basically explains the stuff we've already talked about. Uh, you get, like, you know, the items. Uh, you have an, uh, a small enemy section, again, with just the box art from mm-hmm. the figures, but uh, it's pretty cool. It even goes over some of the enemy vehicles. Yeah, yeah. And the, the bosses. Yeah, so you get you get some names there that you can put to to some of these crazy faces but most importantly it does tell you what the items do which is really what boggled my mind early on right, when right. playing yeah i guess they're not that obvious from their first appearance so. yeah yeah so that's what you get man read up all right nick what was your personal history with this game um this was a uh, a rental uh i remember renting it with uh, my friend for the weekend and we beat it and uh yeah i played it a few times since then but i always fondly remembered it yeah, well, for me, this was just one of those games I saw in Nintendo Power. I remember looking at it. I thought it looked kind of cool, but I was done with G.I. Joe at this point, so... Oh, I got you. It yeah. just, I was like, eh, I'm not going to take the chance on a licensed game. That, so, understandably. <laughs> it just stayed off my radar until many years later. And as far as more recent experience, this is a game that our good friend Bill, and friend of the podcast, and a former special guest of the podcast, yeah, yeah. has championed for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, I've heard him talk about it quite a bit, and I still somehow never played it. (laughs) But uh, I did play it about four times. Okay. Uh, This week, I did save state between levels, just so I wouldn't have to continue or any of the password. password. Yeah. Uh, But the first two times I was trying, I I, I, had to start over a couple times, because since I didn't really understand exactly what I was doing, I didn't have myself very well set up for the end. I got you. And I did replay the sixth level, I think, twice. Uh, not from yeah. dying, it's just that towards the end I realized I wouldn't have enough time or health, probably. Gotcha. So I just thought it would be easier to to start over now that I actually knew what I was doing. Yeah, it. Uh, but, I played it about five times. So okay. The first times, I don't know. I There's some things I forgot, like about losing your guns. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, especially at the very beginning, I was real. I was, like, meticulously, like, I'm getting all these guns on these certain people. And, you know, and then towards the end, I was like, there's a million guns. 
Right. So then uh, once I realized that, I was like, oh, that's why you have the extra guns is mm -hmm. because you can lose them, fool. But Now, did you beat the game? Yeah, yeah. As did I, and I made sure to send a screenshot of that ending to Bill right away, <laughs> yeah. and it would make his night. Yeah. All right, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show, and I would like to start by saying Snake Eyes is the true MVP of this game. <laughs> He's a lot of fun. Or at least my my playthrough of it. Yeah, well, I mean, he's infinite ammo means a lot more than you might think. So Yeah. And then on top of that, I I hate to anger anyone out there that's a huge fan of the G.I. Joe franchise. But I ultimately think that this game may be better than the G.I. Joe namesake deserved at the time. Well, I, yeah, I mean this Because this is a pretty good game. Oh yeah, it's uh it's you know, I was very pleasantly surprised as a child where it's like, wow. I was, I was very pleasantly surprised as an adult man. <laughs> yeah, and, it's a lot of fun, man. In fact, I, I may go on record to say that this could be the best licensed game on the NES. Yeah, I mean, even though we just did Batman, and Batman's good, but this one doesn't drag your face through the mud. So Correct, it does <laughs> I not. That, so. Now, my one, knock this, my one knock against this game is that once you kind of have the formula down, it is a little easy. Yeah, it's, I mean, you have the kind of try uh, the triple level, you know, each mission is three levels where it's like approach the base. The second one, you're putting bombs on all these check marks, exploring. And the third one's like the escape. Which is cool. I really like that whole concept. You know, yeah, it's an infiltration, yeah. you're setting up the bombs, you got to get out of there. But it really sets up the the second mission is going to be the hardest mission of every one of these levels. It's the meat of of the of the entree, so to speak. Definitely. Now, as far as graphics are concerned, I really liked the sprites of all the Joes. You know, they're not super realistic, but they're not um, crazy deformed. They just have this kind of sweet spot. Yeah, and a lot of them are, are pretty faithful to the whatever you know the Vipers. There are certain ones I was trying to pick them out that which ones I think they were. Well, that, you if, know, if we're gonna talk about the enemies. I find that to be more of a mixed bag. Some of them look great, and I can definitely remember what they would be as a character from the show or the action figure. Mm -hmm. Other things are just, I have no clue what they were ever supposed to be. <laughs> there is one character that looks like a mutant Spider-Man. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. It's always on ceilings. It's red and blue. It's all sprawled out. Is it? Um, and it jumps down at you. Is it the Night Creep? Like with the sword? No, it doesn't have a sword. It, I don't know what it's supposed to be because at no point does it look like a, a human or anything to me. I don't know. I'll show you a picture of it here in a okay. minute. I'm, I'm just trying to, to picture it. But. <laughs> and then on top of that, some of the other characters uh, in the enemy world, I just don't know what they're supposed to be. I mean, there's a guy that looks like he has an easel that shoots missiles. I'm not sure which... Uh... Again, I'll point him out later. But <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's some weird enemy stuff going on, but, uh, you know, it's not terrible. And there's the weird, like, when you defeat a boss... And they turn all like white and blue. They look like I'm like, was this a clone boss? Like it melts almost. Like they have well, a weird thought, death animation. Or like, maybe you were freezing them, like okay. coating them in ice. Yeah, yeah, something weird. But yeah, I thought I was like, well, we've concealed them in the ice crystals, or perhaps not even crystals. Yeah, for me, I thought it was like maybe that's like their their way they conceal them and and, and capture yeah. them. I don't know. Well, there's some hilarious, like, you know, you fight a lot of uh, the vehicles as bosses. Yes. And uh, they're hilariously out. Some of them are hilariously out of scale, like the Cobra Bug, which oh, is yeah. one of the, the hugest vehicles in the series, or, you know, at all. And it's, like, barely bigger than you. Yeah, there and is a lot weird. of bizarre inconsistency. You fight a giant plane at one point that is not giant. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a strange, but, you know, whatever. They, they at least look like what they're supposed to, so for the most part. Yeah, and I do find there are a lot of cool little touches in the game as well. 
I like the fact that when you set your bombs off, you get a nice little animation. And there's always good cutscenes throughout the levels or between yeah, the yeah. levels. But more importantly, when you set that bomb, the timer on the bomb is the amount of time left you have yeah, in the level. Yeah, that's a nice detail. It's I like, like that. I thought that was really cool. One thing, though, uh, graphically, it's kind of it, it's good. The sprites are good. The backgrounds have a kind of minimalism that I actually like in, in most areas. Well, um, they do a good job of setting up what it is through coloring. Yeah, and yeah. there's just enough difference in the foreground pieces, the steel beams you're walking on and whatnot. That yeah. I agree, uh, it exists in a space where it's not distractingly, you know, bad, but it doesn't jump out as good. Right, and they they do use this effect that, and I think they do as well in Low G Man, where like the water is like this weird transparency. Yeah, like you fall down behind it, or, or certain areas, like you can see through it partially and see your guy behind it and i'm like i just don't like that effect i think it looks kind of chintzy myself. no and that's kind of the same effect they use when you're walking behind hidden areas yeah yeah and i'm so, like eh, you know i don't know if, if there's a better way to do it but i just always thought it looks cheap personally yeah i can see that for sure but i like a lot of the music in this game is really good uh, i thought there's a lot of catchy tunes that uh were just rocking man yeah I, I really enjoyed the music the sound effects were nice overall nothing too crazy or jarring the biggest downside for me, graphics-wise, is no fault of the game itself. It's just that I'm not a huge fan of, I guess, the 90s aesthetic of the G.I. Joe franchise. Nah, well, everything's getting weird, man. And not we and... Some, some ways in weird I like, you know, like the, the Jack Kirby headset thing. But right, right. Other ways it just seemed too, like, neon-y and, and weird. Oh, yeah, definitely. And another thing that I think... For the, the bombing levels, I noticed there are certain areas in each one almost, uh, maybe starting with the third one, I'll point out as we get there, but it's like there will be certain screens that look identical to another section. Oh, yeah. So it's like it makes this level can be way more confusing and seem larger than it really is, you know? Yeah, like, definitely. And that's especially in the sixth one. There are a couple yeah. of those areas that now we get very confused. Even if you're looking at a map, you're like, wait, wait there's like three spots this could be. And I was looking at yeah. a map and it, it definitely confused me. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, after you defeat it, the game does have the option to keep playing, and you there is a second and, I guess, a third quest you can keep going yeah. through with increased difficulty, and all the, the bomb locations are changed. So Now, the increased difficulty is that the team has one less character. Oh, really? You only get with two guys? You get the guy whose stage it is, and then you get to choose one character to go with uh, you. I wonder... And if... level three, or the third quest, is you only get the guy that is assigned to each level. Now that's rough, man. I, I don't know uh, Bill, if I could handle that. Bill has beaten the second quest. He said he's not beaten the third. Wow. I mean, I'm not surprised. He's a hardy fellow, but yeah, man, definitely that's, that's sounds rough, intense. Man. All right, cartridge commandos. Uh, I hate to admit it, but it turns out that we talked way too long about GI Joe. Nerds. Who would have thought? Nerd alert. Now, uh, instead of making you listen to this uh, show for two hours straight, we're going to split this into two, as we are wont to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So next week, look forward to part two of G.I. Joe, a real American hero. We're going to go through all the levels of this game, all the fun bosses, and uh, it's a great time where we reminisce even more about the various vehicles and enemies and villains of the series. Yes, yes, yes. So if you haven't already, please pick up a copy of this game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. And remember, guys, if there's anything uh, that we missed or stuff you just want to talk about, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. Yes, you can find us on the Facebook at Cartridge Command. 
We have a lively group of fans over there that every once in a while likes to tell us what they thought of the games we've been playing yeah, or yeah. share their memories of it. And I'm sure you have a wealth of memories when it comes to the property <laughs> of G.I. Joe cartridge commandos. We are also on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. We usually let you know when we have a new show drop. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, anything that has a podcast app, we're probably somewhere near there or on it. So mm -hmm. subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, just get more people listening to this show. <laughs> yeah. And of course, those wonderful fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Those are the real heroes. I would say American, but we are lucky enough to have fans all over this world. Yes. And, you know, it is those fine folks that give to the show that make it financially possible for us to get together and, well talk way too long about gi joe yeah they're they're a highly trained special mission force so they thanks, are guys but as always cartridge commandos game, game on, on. Now, did the character have, did the cartoon character have the football grenade launcher or did he have like a football and a stick type thing? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't really. I remember a football and a stick existing from some property. I feel like it was this. I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that the character with the football on a stick is William the Fridge Perry, real life human turned G.I. Joe action figure. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle.